welcome to the third week of our churchless church service here at Community Baptist Church. We're delighted that you've tuned in on this Sunday morning. And, uh, you know, we have come to the most important week in the life of Christian people. Uh, this is called Passion Week. It's the week of Jesus Christ's life that goes from Palm Sunday to Resurrection Sunday. And this is one important week in the lives of Christian people. And this theme is going to dominate our ministry to you throughout this week. This morning, we're going to consider the power of Palm Sunday in our message time. And then this evening, I'm going to ask a question. The question is posed like this. Weeping on your coronation day? And then throughout the week, we're going to be bringing some devotional thoughts uh, beginning on Monday morning, devotional thoughts regarding the events that transpired that day in the life of Jesus Christ in his Passion Week. I hope this week of considering the week of Jesus' Passion will be uh, a blessing to all of us and maybe learn some new things, be reminded of some things we've long known, and that it just will be a good week of focusing on Jesus Christ. You know, last week our focus was on heaven. Heaven is the greatest antidote uh, to the uh, fears and the uncertainties of life. And so we focused in our messages and in our uh, Facebook devotions throughout the week on the theme of heaven. As a matter of fact, those devotions will end tomorrow on Monday morning. And, uh, and so we've been focusing on heaven. I love the theme of heaven. I love to read about heaven. I love to meditate on heaven. I love to sing and to hear songs about heaven sung. And so I want you to listen to our choir as they sing to us a song entitled Heaven. It's hard to carry on When I think about my father And all the loved ones that are gone Friends and close relations Somewhere on the other side They passed into forever But their love will never die You gotta bear the cross if you wanna wear the crown. I often get impatient as Father Time keeps dragging on. I've waited through the darkness, now I'm ready for the dawn. Ready for the dawn. Yeah. 
I want to see heaven, don't you? Thank you, choir, for singing, and Henry for singing the song, I Want to See Heaven. Heaven is the uh, amazing antidote to problems when we as Christian people focus and meditate on what God has prepared for us. What a great theme that is. Palm Sunday is the day that begins this most important week. It begins the flow of events that's going to surround Jesus' life. And that flow of events in Passion Week is what enables us to go to heaven. It secures our heaven for us. And so heaven is a a great thing to be considering as we enter into Passion Week. And so today, I want to talk to you for a little bit about the power of Palm Sunday. You know, we usually don't think so much about the Old Testament when we begin to think about Palm Sunday. Uh, We think more about Jesus Christ riding a donkey into Jerusalem. But I want us to think back just for a moment to the preacher Daniel, who preached way back in the Old Testament, uh, nearly... Uh, 600 years before Jesus Christ was born. Daniel announced through the inspiration of God, uh, he announced to the nation of Israel the very day that their Messiah would appear to them and be presented to them as their Messiah. Uh, The portion of Scripture in Daniel that makes that amazing declaration is called Daniel's vision of, of 70 weeks or 77s speaks of a period of 490 years that is recorded in Daniel chapter number 9 that that time clock of 490 years would begin to tick when Artaxerxes gave the uh, the okay to Israel to go back to the land from Persia and and to go back to Jerusalem and to rebuild their city And Artaxerxes gave that command on March 14th, 445 years B.C. Artaxerxes gave the instruction to Nehemiah, the permission, the authority, to go back to the land of Israel and to rebuild Jerusalem. And that began the prophetic time clock ticking. Israel would go back and rebuild their city, and the prophecy indicated that there would be 483 years between the decree to rebuild Jerusalem and the very day that the Messiah would appear to their nation. Jesus Christ appeared in Jerusalem on Palm Sunday exactly to the day, 483 years after Artaxerxes' instruction to Nehemiah was given. Palm Sunday is the day Jesus Christ rode into Jerusalem and offered himself as the Messiah, as the King of Israel. And that day marked the beginning of the week of Jesus' passion. Let me read another statement from the Old Testament. Another preacher, a preacher by the name of Zechariah, who prophesied about this day when Jesus Christ would come into Jerusalem uh, on Palm Sunday. I'm going to read from Zechariah chapter 9, verse number 9 and 10. Zechariah said, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, thy king cometh unto thee. 
He is just and having salvation lowly and riding upon an ass, upon a colt, the foal of an ass. And I will cut off the chariot from Ephraim and the horse from Jerusalem and the battle bow shall be cut off. And he shall speak peace unto the heathen and his dominion shall be from sea even to sea and from the river even unto the ends of the earth. The preacher Zechariah, preaching hundreds of years before Jesus Christ, announced there would be a day where Israel would rejoice because their king, their Messiah, would come riding into Jerusalem on a little donkey. Well, these are two really important prophecies in the Old Testament, both given hundreds of years before Jesus Christ was born, one setting the time frame when the Messiah would appear, and one giving us a description that we would recognize. Their king riding into Jerusalem on a donkey, offering himself as their king. Well, the years rolled by, and it came time for Jesus Christ to be born in Bethlehem's manger, grow to adulthood. And then for three years, Jesus ministered all over Israel. He went around teaching about what the kingdom of God would be like when it was established. He preached to people that they needed to repent and put their trust in him as the Messiah so that they could be a part of that kingdom when it was established. He performed miracles to prove that he was God and that he was quite capable of producing the kingdom in the way that the Old Testament preachers described it. In order for Jesus to establish that kingdom as God, he would have to have control over nature. And so he calmed the seas, stilled the waves, stopped the wind from blowing. He had to have power over the human body, so he gave sight to blind eyes, and he even raised the dead. He had to have power over the spirit world, so he cast out demons. Jesus performed miracles for three years, proving that he could produce all the things the Old Testament preachers had preached about that would be true in the kingdom that would be established by the Messiah of Israel. And so now it's time. For three years, Jesus had been teaching, preaching, and performing miracles. He had gone all over Israel. He had given the people of Israel the information they needed to recognize him as their king. The miracles that he performed made it unavoidable that Jesus Christ was not just a human being. He was not just a teacher or a preacher. He was, in fact, the Messiah come to Israel for such an hour as this. And so now, after three years of ministering all over Israel, it came time to gather Israel to Jerusalem, that the king, the Messiah, might be presented to them. So I want to read a series of statements from the Gospels. These statements will be statements about this time frame where Jesus is beginning to gather the people down to Jerusalem. Uh, I'm going to begin reading from Matthew, from chapter number 16, where in verse number 21, the Bible says, Now, from that time forth began Jesus to show unto his disciples 
how that he must go under Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised again the third day. It's time to go to Jerusalem. And then I want to read a passage from Luke chapter number 9. Luke chapter 9 talks about this same time frame as Jesus begins to move towards Jerusalem for Palm Sunday. Luke chapter number 9, and I want to read in verse 51 and 52. And it came to pass when the time was come that he should be received up, he steadfastly set his face to go to Jerusalem. And he sent messengers before his face. And they went and entered into a village of the Samaritans to make ready for him. After these things, the Lord appointed other seventy also, and sent them two and two before his face unto every city and place whither he himself would come. If you know your geography of the Bible lands, of the land of Israel, you know that Jesus Christ had been in the northern part of Israel around Galilee for much of his ministry, and now he's heading south to Jerusalem. And so he begins to tell his disciples where they're going and what they're going to do. He sends out uh, many disciples, 70 disciples, to go through all of the area and begin moving the people toward Jerusalem where Jesus Christ will, will meet and will, uh, and will go through the week of his passion. Uh, then let me go back to Matthew and uh, read to you from chapter 19. Matthew chapter 19, and I'll read in verse number 1. Matthew 19, verse 1, It came to pass that when Jesus had finished these sayings, he departed from Galilee and came into the coast of Judea beyond Jordan, and great multitudes followed him. I want you to notice that as he moved south toward Jerusalem, there is a gathering of people with him to go to Jerusalem for what Jesus knows is going to be the week of his passion. And so the crowds begin to stream south into Jerusalem. In Matthew chapter 19 and verse number 2, I just read the statement, great multitudes followed him. Luke, in Luke chapter 11, said that the people were thick together. And in, in chapter 12 and verse 1, he said it was an innumerable multitude of people that trod one upon another. And in Luke chapter 12, verse 1, he said that there were great multitudes of people that had gone uh, down to Jerusalem. And so you, you get the feel that there, there is a, there's a crowd of people gathering. There are streams of people flowing down to Jerusalem. And Jesus Christ is going to meet them there. Now let me read you a passage from the Gospel of John. John chapter number 12. Jesus Christ talks about this growing crowd of people in Jerusalem. John 12 and verse 1. The Bible says, Then Jesus, six days before the Passover, came to Bethany, where Lazarus, was which had been dead, whom he raised from the dead. Much 
people of the Jews therefore knew that he was there, that Jesus was in Bethany. And they came not for Jesus' sake only, but that they might see Lazarus also, whom he had raised from the dead. And so Jesus Christ, as he traveled south down the Jordan River Valley to Jericho, and then that arduous trek up to Jerusalem where he would stop at Bethany, uh, just outside of Jerusalem, where uh, Martha and Mary lived in Lazarus, and he would stay in their home in Bethany. And Lazarus was there, whom he had raised from the dead not too many weeks before that. And so the, the word that Jesus has arrived in Bethany, uh, that Lazarus, the man raised from the dead, is there. And, and it was attracting a lot of attention. And the people were gathering and the crowds were growing. And people were coming to Bethany to see Jesus. Now, it was such an emotional and such a powerful time that the Bible says that the chief priests consulted that they might put Lazarus also to death, because that by reason of him, many of the Jews went away and believed on Jesus. So the raising of Lazarus from the dead had created such a stir that people were coming to Bethany to see Lazarus when they saw a man who had been dead for days and then raised back to life. They put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ, the one who raised Lazarus from the dead. There is a crescendo building. There is an emotional fervor that's building. People from all over Israel crowding into Bethany and Jerusalem. They want to see Jesus. They want to see Lazarus who was raised from the dead. And the chief priests are losing control of the situation. And they say, we not only want to kill Jesus... We want to kill Lazarus because he is attracting so much attention to Jesus. This is all happening just before Palm Sunday. And then, verse number 12 of John 12, the Bible says, On the next day, much people were come to the feast when they heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. They took branches of palm trees and they went forth to meet him, and they cried, Hosanna, blessed is the king of Israel that cometh in the name of the Lord. And Jesus, when he had found a young ass, sat thereon, as it is written, Fear not, daughter of Zion, behold, thy king cometh sitting on an ass's colt. These things understood not his disciples at the first. But when Jesus was glorified, then remembered they that these things were written of him and that they had done these things unto him. Oh, it's, it's, an, it's an emotional time. It's an exciting time to be in Israel, to be in Jerusalem. After all of this ministry and after Jesus had worked so hard proving he was God, capable of bringing the kingdom. And now the time has come. So he sent out the 70. He directs his disciples. They're all moving south as they go from village to village and tell the people what's happening. More and more people head south. And then they get to Bethany and the excitement of Lazarus who had been risen from the dead and all of the fervor of 
expectation begins to build. And then the crowd decides they're going to go to Bethany and meet Jesus because they hear he's coming today. And sure enough, here comes Jesus riding on a donkey. And as he comes down into Jerusalem, they throw the palm leaves in front of him. They lay their outer cloaks in front of him for the donkey to walk on. And they hail him as king of of the Jews, as the Messiah of the Jews, as the son of King David, who would come to establish his kingdom. It is one exciting day to be in Jerusalem. Palm Sunday was the day that fulfilled the prophecies of the Old Testament. Palm Sunday was the culmination of three years of ministering to the people of Israel, Palm Sunday was the day that brought into focus that Jesus Christ had come to initiate God's plan of redemption for his people. That God had come to be the sacrificial lamb who would later this week lay down his life and die for the sins of the people he came to save. I've got to ask you the question, dear friend, on this Palm Sunday. Do you know Jesus Christ? Have you ever engaged him as your God, your creator, to whom you are responsible? Have you ever realized that the law that he laid down for you to follow, we summarize it and call it the Ten Commandments. Have you ever realized that you failed to keep that law and you have broken commandment after commandment after commandment? Have you ever come to realize that the penalty for breaking the commandments of God is eternal death and that you owe God a price that will take you all of eternity to pay? But have you ever realized that Palm Sunday is all about God coming to Jerusalem to offer himself as Messiah and King? And to fulfill the prophecies of the Old Testament and to lay down his life as the sacrificial lamb who will die in your place, bearing the penalty for your sins, that he might offer to you the gift of eternal life. And have you ever come to Jesus Christ and invited him to change your life, to save you from your sin? to deliver you from its power, and ultimately one day to deliver you from the penalty of sin, which is eternal death in the place God prepared for Satan that Jesus Christ called hell. Have you ever come to know this Jesus in a personal saving way? Well, I want you to know that's what Passion Week is all about. And it was kicked off with a royal celebration of Jesus riding into Jerusalem on a donkey, fulfilling the prophecies on the very day that Daniel had prophesied that the Messiah would appear. There's so much in this story that is so exciting to the individual who needs a Savior to save him or her from their sins. And I want you to know that Jesus Christ loves you and wants to save you. 
and have you in his family and in his heaven for all of eternity. That is the exciting week that Palm Sunday begins. Passion Week was certainly an exciting week in Israel. That week of Jesus Christ's life and Palm Sunday was the day that that uh, kicked it all off. You know what uh, what drew so many people together was the the convergence of three different things. First of all, it was the Passover season. And so there were a lot of people heading south to be in Jerusalem for Passover. So there was going to be a a big crowd of people anyway. But then, after Jesus had sent out those 70 uh, disciples uh, to go to village after village and to uh, bring people down, that just swelled the crowd even bigger. But then the reality that Jesus had had raised Lazarus from the dead and so many people wanted to see Lazarus, that just brought it over the top. And so the crescendo of excitement was was palatable you could it it was in the air it was thick in the air this will be an exciting and powerful week in the program of god now because of that we're going to be spending the week talking about passion week and each day this week i'm going to be bringing some devotional thoughts on our uh, church's facebook page and uh, on that uh, on that page every morning there'll be a devotion that will have to do with what happened that day in Passion Week. And so each day we will uh, bring some devotional thoughts about that day's events in the life of Jesus Christ. Now, to help you with that, we have a booklet that is entitled, The Week of Jesus Christ's Passion. It's not a, a book that you would read, but it's, but it's rather an outline of the events that occurred and where you find in the Bible those events recorded in one of the four Gospels. And so each day there will be a summary of what happened that day of Passion Week. We have put this uh, little booklet on our website. And you can go to cbcforme.org forward slash hope. And uh, there you'll find this little booklet and you can download it, print it. Uh, have it on your computer screen. You can use that through the week and maybe as a family. Uh, you may want to read some passages that would pertain to that day in the Passion Week of Jesus Christ. Maybe listen to the devotion together as a family on our Facebook page and uh, and learn about what occurred that day in the life of Jesus Christ. Let's make this most important week in the life of Jesus Christ, let's make this a very important week in our lives personally and in our homes and our families. Let's give attention to the events of Jesus Christ in Passion Week this week in our lives. Hey, in just a moment, as we close our program today, uh, we're going to have a family that is going to be gathered around the piano to sing some songs. And one of the things that we do when we gather together as a church family is we sing. God's people have always been known as a singing people. And uh, so much of the Bible uh, references music and singing and choirs. And to be able to uh, use uh, instruments and our voices to bring glory to God. And during this time when the church is not meeting together, 
we're not singing together. And so this is the best we can do, and it, it's a great thing. Uh, Jonathan and Ann Simpson have opened up their home. They've got uh, a uh, camera set up, and Ann's going to be playing the piano. Their family's going to be singing, and they've invited us to join them. And uh, you can sing from your house and sing some of these songs with the Simpson family. You'll find them on Community Baptist Facebook page uh, right after we close. You can click that next link. And, uh, and join the Simpsons and sing some of the songs that, uh, that are precious to our hearts as Christian people. They'll even take requests, as many as they can, and play the requests and sing the requests that you have. So join us. I'll be there. Hope you can come and join the Simpson family for a time of singing. This evening at 6 o'clock, we will be bringing our evening program, and it's also going to be focused on Palm Sunday. But there's something that occurred on Palm Sunday that I totally purposely did not mention this morning that we're going to look at this evening. It's probably the most important thing said as Jesus Christ rode the donkey into Jerusalem that day. And, uh, and Jesus Christ said what he said because he was weeping. Weeping on your coronation day? The day Israel is welcoming you as the son of David, as the Messiah, as the king of Israel, and you're weeping on a day when everyone else is shouting? Yes, he was. And we're going to talk about Jesus Christ weeping on his coronation day. We're going to have Ryan Colmas with us. Ryan is our new assistant pastor here at Community Baptist Church. He's still in California, and he'll be joining us in a couple of months and uh, he's going to be uh, calling in and will be on the screen. And he and I, in real time, will be discussing uh, why Jesus Christ was weeping on his coronation day. And so I hope you'll join us at 6 o'clock as we spend some time this evening looking a little bit deeper into this amazing day that we call Palm Sunday. And you can help us uh, if you don't mind. We're always trying to make contact with new people. And so while you're uh, connected to us by way of media today, why don't you subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already done that. Or if you're on our Facebook page and haven't yet, why don't you like our page. And that way it will open up new avenues of opportunity to minister uh, to people uh, during these upcoming weeks. We would appreciate uh, you doing that for us. And uh, that's... Um, that's something you can do to help us. Now, uh, as I had said earlier, this week on our Facebook devotions, you'll be able to follow the devotional thoughts about, about the Passion Week. But tomorrow is kind of a transition week. We have been bringing some devotional thoughts about last Sunday's theme, which is heaven. And the last one of those devotions will be on our Facebook page tomorrow, Monday. And uh, then we'll also start off the new series. will kind of overlap one day and uh, as we start a new series of devotional thoughts. And uh, we appreciate your time uh, coming and, and visiting with us uh, through that media. One last thing. You know, family worship uh, during this season of being separated as a church family is such a good thing. Our children's ministry send out the material that would have been taught in Sunday school so that our families can teach their children uh, the principles and truths of Passion Week. Hope you'll make use of those in your homes and, uh, and make this season a time of growing in your family worship of God. 
Thank you so much for being with us today on Palm Sunday morning. And we trust you'll stay with us to sing some songs and come back tonight uh, to think again about this great day. God bless you. Have a great afternoon. I want to see Thank you for joining us for part of a Sunday service at Community Baptist Church. I hope to meet you soon. May God impress His love upon your heart this week. I want to see.